Section 17 of Ontario Public School Geography. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Ontario Public School Geography by the Educational Book Company of Toronto. Section 17 North America, the Province of Nova Scotia position extent and people the province of nova scotia consists of two distinct sections the peninsula of nova scotia proper and the island of cape breton the peninsula is about two hundred and seventy miles long and varies from sixty to one hundred miles in width the island is a little over a hundred miles long and of very irregular breadth the total area of the province is well over twenty one thousand square miles it is the smallest of all the provinces except prince edward island the great number of the inhabitants of nova scotia are of canadian birth and of british ancestry there are also in the province many descendants of the original french settlers about two thousand micmac indians still remain but few of them are pure-blooded indians the total population is over half a million coastline except for the isthmus of chignecto only twelve miles wide at its narrowest point the province is surrounded on all sides by salt water to the north and west are the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the Bay of Fundy. To the south and east is the Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic coast is low and rocky, and studded with many rocky islets. It is very irregular, and there are many good harbors, some of which are capable of sheltering the largest ocean vessels. The coast of the Bay of Fundy is bordered by a cliff several hundred feet high, which is almost unbroken save for a few long inlets, such as Annapolis Basin and Minas Basin. The northern coast is low and has several harbors. The best of these is that of Pictou. Lying to the southeast of Nova Scotia, about 110 miles distant, is Sable Island, a sandbar very dangerous to navigation. The Dominion government maintains life-saving stations there. Surface and Soil Nova Scotia is divided into two nearly equal parts by a range of hills running through the entire length of the peninsula. The part sloping toward the Atlantic is in generally rocky and barren dotted with many lakes and intersected by numerous streams the whole area is forested and is a sportsman's paradise moose caribou and bears are to be found while foxes otters and minks are fairly common partridges snipe and woodcocks are plentiful and wild geese and ducks frequent the lakes and the bays the only agricultural land is found along the river valleys the northern slope toward the bay of fundy in the Gulf of St. Lawrence is quite different. There are ranges of hills, covered with beech, maple, and other hardwoods, running parallel to the coastline. Both hills and valleys are covered with deep, rich soil, and, when cleared, make fine farms. There are broad flats around the head of the Bay of Fundy, which, when diked, produce enormous crops of hay. These meadows require no fertilizing to maintain their productive power. The deep strait of Canso separates the peninsula from Cape Breton Island. The surface of the southern part of the island is low and level, but the northern part is rugged and mountainous. A canal leads from the open sea into the beautiful Bras de Or Lake in the interior of the island. Rivers Owing to the narrowness of the peninsula, the rivers of Nova Scotia are small. They are, however, very numerous and provide the province with water power. Many are tidal rivers, in which the influence of the tide is visible right to their headwaters. When the tide is out, nothing remains of these rivers but an expanse of smooth red mud. Climate 
the climate of the province is healthful and invigorating despite the fogs which are prevalent at certain seasons along the atlantic coast the rainfall is abundant averaging about forty four inches a year fishing we have already read about the fishermen and fisheries of nova scotia the principal fish caught are cod haddock herring and mackerel lobsters are trapped along the coast most of the codfish are dried the haddock and other fish reach the inland cities of canada either fresh or smoked agriculture the climate and soil of nova scotia are suited to the cultivation of fruits and cereals the apple is the king of fruits in the province the famous annapolis valley nearly one hundred miles long lies between the range of hills bordering the southeastern shore of the bay of fundy and the central ridge of the province here the early french immigrants planted apple orchards and laid the foundation of a great industry which now yields annually about two million barrels of choice apples great britain takes the larger part of the crop peaches plums pears and cherries are also grown oats take the leading place among the cereals closely followed by wheat barley and buckwheat potatoes and root crops generally do well the abundance of hay from the tidal meadows encouraged stock breeding and dairying mining nova scotia contains much mineral wealth coal fields are worked in cumberland and pictou counties more important are the cape breton mines which produce three-quarters of the output of the province iron ore is little mined but is easily brought from newfoundland so that the manufacture of iron and steel is one of the leading industries of the province other minerals of less importance are also found gypsum used as a fertilizer and as the raw material for the manufacture of plaster of paris is mined in cape breton island and near minus basin sandstone and granite are also quarried lumbering more than half of the total area of nova scotia consists of good forest land containing tamarack spruce and fir as well as hardwoods such as ash beech birch and maple much of the annual cut is exported to great britain the united states the west indies and south america manufacturing the manufacturing establishments of the province include sugar and oil refineries textile and boot and shoe factories tanneries pulp and paper mills machine shops and factories for agricultural implements the steelworks of sydney and new glasgow are the most important cities and towns halifax the capital and chief city of the province is built upon a fortified hill which projects into a fine natural harbor fourteen miles long across the mouth of the harbor lies macnab island also heavily fortified the harbor is free from ice at all seasons halifax is an important naval center and is often visited by the cruisers of the north atlantic fleet from this port there was a large export trade in fish lumber and agricultural products among its many factories are manufacturing establishments for agricultural implements woolens cottons and chocolate it contains the provincial legislative buildings dalhousie university the nova scotia technical college and the provincial institutions for the blind and for the deaf public gardens are the admiration of all visitors to the city across the harbor from halifax is dartmouth a prosperous manufacturing town sydney ranks next in importance to halifax it is built on one of the finest harbors in canada and has large steelworks nearby are the extensive coal fields other coal mining centers are glace bay sydney mines new glasgow and north sydney amherst is a busy industrial center pictou has considerable shipping trade yarmouth is important because of its shipping trade digby is a seaport town with large fishing interests Lunenburg is a fishing port, sending out 150 vessels to the cod fisheries on the banks. 
Truro is picturesquely situated at the head of Gobaquid Bay in the midst of a fine agricultural country. The Provincial Normal School and the Provincial Agricultural College are both located here. End of section 17